Many of us appreciate that there is a sort of insider Catholic lingo, terms whose meanings are not apparent to an outsider. So we try to be very discerning on when we invoke those terms, like RCIA. Most Catholics know that's the, the program through which converts enter the church, but to an outsider that would never be known, even if they knew the acronym right of Christian initiation for adults. Another such term is the rectory, that is the residence where priests live. And people often ask me about that uh, because we, yes, we do have a rectory here on our campus right next door. As many of you probably know, but if you don't know specifically where it is, I'm not telling. When I came here, actually I just marked five years here at St. Paul's on May 1st. Uh, when, I, when I moved shortly thereafter, I, as I've always done, I changed my legal address to this, 29 Mount Auburn Street, Cambridge, Mass, and all my other legal and financial things to reflect that. Because for me, being here, I want to make it home. And it should be, especially if I'm assigned here full-time and I am supposed to be the spiritual father here of this community and family, then it's only fitting that I try to treat it as home, even in some of these uh, finite you know, legal matters. Ironically, though, uh, on my days off, sometimes people will ask me where I'm going, and Sometimes I'll respond, I'm going home, which is not 29 Mount Auburn Street. It's the home of my parents' house, about 45-minute drive from here, same house where I grew up in, where I like to relax and practice drums in the same basement studio I've been using since I was 10 years old. And for people who have such a home, it's clearly a word that carries deep meaning. Home is that place where one is known and loved unconditionally just for existing, not for anything you've done or accomplished. It's also that place where usually family knows us since we've been born, and so they see a, a side of us and know a part of us that most people don't know. They know all of our quirks and shortcomings. In fact, some people once in a while get asked, do your parents call you father? I said, no. <laughs> but even that point, right, makes sense because home for me is where I have an identity prior to priesthood. And that's important for me. All of these things are signs that point to a deeper reality that we are made for an eternal home in heaven. Jesus reveals in the gospel today that there is a specific place prepared uniquely for each of us in heaven. Having been created by the Father in his image and likeness, we've been given a unique vocation and mission in life. And this constitutes our journey home, back 
to the Father. This home in heaven, however, does not only describe life with God after death. When Jesus enters our lives through faith and baptism, he creates a home for himself in our very hearts through the Holy Spirit. The great mystic and doctor of the church, St. Teresa of Avila, expounds on this image from the gospel today about our home in heaven. Her great work, The Interior Castle, she describes how this dwelling place in heaven is actually in our hearts, this interior dwelling place where we meet God. And Teresa describes in this famous work that I'd recommend to anybody to read. It's called The Interior Castle. She says there's seven mansions within this interior castle. And each mansion represents a, a, a level of deepening conversion and union with God. So, for example, the first mansion is you know, for someone first experiencing life in a state of grace and starting to cultivate a life of daily prayer and recollection. And then the seventh mansion, that's that state of mystical marriage between the soul and God, union with God here on earth. And that's the life of living saints, where for them in the seventh mansion, heaven has begun on earth. So the journey to our home in heaven is a journey inward because at the innermost core of our soul, at that seventh mansion, is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. One major aspect of ongoing conversion is for us, for the need to wipe away all the junk that clutters the image of God and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. All those lingering effects of sin in our lives stand as obstacles to attaining union with God and the perfection of charity. And we call this process purification. And it's a, a necessary thing that we all must undergo continually. And it's also something we must consent to God just doesn't do it without our consent. We have to desire that every step of the way. And so consenting to our interior purification means things like embracing the cross and embracing suffering in life as occasions for sanctification, committing oneself to daily prayer and seeking that friendship with God throughout the day, and not being afraid of silence and recollection, being able to examine ourselves honestly. All these things are necessary parts of purification. No matter how much junk there may be in your heart, though, remember there's always a spark of divine light, even in the person who is farthest away from God. If you're willing to be silent before God, to be humble and vulnerable in his presence, you will hear his voice loving you 
calling you to union with him. It may not be like an audible human voice, but it will be known through an interior movement of your heart. St. Teresa of Avila writes that the soul of the just person is nothing else but a paradise where the Lord says he finds his delight. And furthermore, she notes that God desires all to enter the inner mansion, but we must believe it possible and desire it. So God does not call just a few to that seventh mansion of being a great saint on earth. That's for all of us. And for those at the very first stage of conversion, simply entering the castle demands much of us, like reordering our lives, putting behind all sin, and detaching from certain material goods, pleasures, and honors. Many Christians, Teresa says, remain outside the castle, fixating on the outer walls and the superficial without ever entering within. We might say that those are Christians who simply go through the motions without ever seeking a personal friendship with God. Furthermore, Teresa tells us that many who do enter the castle and make some progress end up falling back due to fear, discouragement, or lack of perseverance. But Teresa emphasizes that God calls everyone to union with him and provides the grace necessary for achieving it. And so we must keep before us the end goal as our hope, union with God and the perfection of charity. There we find total freedom, joy, and happiness. There we are truly known and loved. There we find our true home in the Father's house, revealed to us by Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and consider supporting us by visiting stpaulsharvardsquare.org. That's stpaulsharvardsquare.org. God bless and see you next time.